EFTM Tech Cars Lifestyle This is the EFTM Podcast with Trevor Long EFTM Thank you for listening, thank you for downloading, lovely to be with you once again um, A shorter time period between episodes, uh, not a full week because we did the uh, chat about the Australian Communications uh, No, Australian Competition Consumer Commission, ACCC Media Code Um and thank you for everyone for the feedback on that. Uh, it was awesome to have those conversations. I'm still disappointed that Google and Facebook didn't get involved. And as every day passes, I get more angry with them. But you know, <laughs> that's just me. Um, that's the way I roll. Um, and I don't know what's going to happen. There's so much commentary and editorial on that, isn't there? But um, none of it really solves the problem. Most of it just points fingers at uh, media organisations, which I don't think helps anyone. Anyway, we live and learn. So thank you for the feedback on that one. We've got a bunch of calls to get through today. Plus, we're going to talk 5G with the Australian Mobile Telecommunications Association CEO, Chris Althaus. Um, you know, it's, it's, it's everywhere. I mean, I'm amazed how often I'm getting 5G now. Um, everyone's talking about 5G, so I thought it was a good time to just stop down and remind ourselves why. Why 5G? Um, which is awesome. So um, we'll talk to Chris, plus a bunch of calls, and um, some very, very interesting and unique and different calls this week as well. So buckle up. We've got a lot coming. Don't you worry about that whatsoever. Still looking for your ratings and reviews uh, on the iTunes store. So if you're listening via the podcast app or iTunes, uh, jump in and click on, the, click on the podcast and leave a rating, preferably five stars and a, and a lovely written review. If you do such a thing and you email me, someone has done that and um, they didn't email me, so I can't send them a prize. I was going to send sticker packs, I think, was, was what I was going to send. So first 10 people to leave a rating and review, written review, and to screenshot that review and email it to me as proof that you did it, I will get your address and I will send you some EFTM stickers. And you never know, you might even get something extra in the post. I love giving away little things here and there. Um, so please leave a rating and a review, which is uh, all very useful. And if you're a listener to Two Blokes Talking Tech, we'd love you to do that as well because we're coming up to our 10th anniversary um, and, uh, yeah, we're just trying to, trying to share the love and understand people's love and, and favourite things about the show. So all that coming up. Thank you for leaving your reviews and ratings when you do. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Now, I'll remind you of this later, but if, you, if you're driving, obviously don't do this right now, but if you're not, um, open up your computer and go to Facebook, go to EFTM and click on the group, the EFTM Man Cave. Join the group, folks, if you're not part of it. It's a great community of people, lovely chats going on, lovely help and support going on. Uh, not to take away from the, the support you can get directly from me here on the podcast, but I can't answer every call and email. I can't get to everything, so I only do so many. It's great to see the community of people helping out and answering those questions there. Um, but also, just to, I mean, one of the reasons I say that is because I get uh, I get a, a trigger finger every now and then. I like to give things away. So I've given away stuff randomly from the EFTM prize cupboard, the, the shelves downstairs of former review or former TV products. Um, and also, the other night, I just got trigger happy and just gave away stuff randomly. So people said, well, they wanted to, wanted to buy it at the JB website, and I bought it for them. Um, that was fun. I loved it. It was good fun. So congratulations to those people who were involved in that. And I've since sent all the uh, extra prizes. Some of them were from the office here. So uh, that's a bit of fun. So it's a good place to be in, a good community to be in. And we'll restart the email newsletter this week, hopefully too. Although I've got to say probably next week because I am just <laughs> under the pump. My wife's got me, um, or I might have volunteered, I don't know. Um, because of COVID, our local baseball club can't have our big normal fundraising event. And so... 
instead of having a crowd there, we said, well, we'll live stream it. Folks, you know, th- I don't do things by halves. I think you might have noticed that about me by now. So in front of me here right now in the FGM office, I've got um, just a lot of stuff. Just a lot of stuff. I, I bought a um, portable ba- portable power station from, from a Hyundai is the brand. I assume people use it for camping. Big battery, two normal power points plus USBs. So I can power my video switches, the Black Blackmagic Adam Minis and Mini Pro. That'll go into a laptop. <clears throat> That'll allow me to um, live stream the vision out, uh, but I'll have multiple cameras switched via the Blackmagics. I've got a graphics package I've sorted out using a, an Elgato Stream Deck to bring up all the graphics. That'll look cool and slick. And I've discovered that I can get 50-meter HDMI cables. So we're probably going to go from three up to six or seven cameras for this community club baseball game. It's going to be a bit epic. Um, I'd hate to think how much it's cost me, but it's all things mostly that I can reuse. So that's okay. Um, and we're going to have a bit of fun. It's going to hopefully look awesome. So um, I'll tweet about that on Saturday. If it works, I'll tweet about it. If it doesn't, I won't. Um, it'll be on YouTube, the live stream. So um, I watched the the Australian Baseball League, which is you know the, the kind of professional code at best here in Australia. Um, had a stream on, on, on YouTube on the weekend and I'm sitting there watching it going, apart from the fact they've got a couple of cameras manned by people who are going to follow the action, ours will all be just fixed shots. Apart from that, I'm, I'm, I'm aiming for that quality and standard. So fingers crossed. But that's the stress I put myself through. So I'm, I'm promising myself that's the last thing I'm going to commit to so I can get back to doing normal work next week. I've got a bunch of cool reviews and things lined up. Um, so from next week, Onwards, we'll start pumping out all the video reviews again and a bunch more content coming to EFTM.com. Plus, I'm, oh, I feel like days, but probably weeks away from finalizing the big 2021 competition, um, which I just can't begin to tell you how big it's going to be. It's going to be massive. Um, but I just need to get another another little couple of things over the line to make that viable. Um, and the other thing that we're working on at the moment is some plans, and that's what I was alluding to, we, the community engagement. Just working on, I'm still tossing around that idea of how we communicate, how I get messages out about what new content we've got to you because on no platform do I really have that control. On no, If I post on Facebook, only 10% of you get to see it. Even if you say it's a favourite, it doesn't appear that everyone gets to see it. So... We've got to break through this this monopoly, this control that Facebook and Google have over us, and that's the way I'm going to do it. I'm going to, I've got some ideas. We'll play around with it over the weeks and months ahead. Anyway, leave a rating review on the iTunes store. Let's stop talking and let's get cracking. Trevor Long taking your calls. Any question you've got, just go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Jody. Hello, Trevor. How are you? Very well. What can I do for you? So my question is, um, we have a 13-year-old um, recently discovered some disturbing activity on Snapchat. Mm. Um, also loves TikTok. Um, it's caused me to delete absolutely everything off their phone. Uh, haven't got their phone back because I'm investigating what I can do to either track them on their apps because obviously they've now been cut off from all their friends. Mm. Um, and there's just there is just so many what they call spying apps or monitoring software out there. Um, I have a bit of a moral issue with that as well. Yep. What is the best way to, you know, let them be in contact with friends, keep them safe? 
and uh, yeah, not have them in a scary predicament, I guess, again. Jody, there's only so much that I can do for you. I need to be very clear. We're, we're all parents and it's not easy for anyone. But the first thing I'd say to you is don't believe there's any such app that will help you here. It's just not. Okay. So I'll tell you, for example, um, TikTok and uh, Snapchat. Snapchat is the worst in terms of spying because there yep. is no way of seeing what was said. Um, there is okay. no way. Uh, there's no log. That's the whole point of Snapchat is the messages disappear once they've seen, right? So if someone sends a message as lovely or as kind or as horrible as it is or a picture as good or as evil or as disgusting or as interesting as it is, it can't be seen again. So you, like, for example, my 14-year-old um, has a phone and we have had many a conversation over the years about different things. And the, mm-hmm. thing, thing, the thing that he knows is I, I'm checking his phone regularly. Goes to bed. I'm checking his phone now and then. I'm looking at it. I'm mm-hmm. looking to see what are the most recently used apps. I'm flicking through it, you know. I can mm-hmm. see who they're messaging with on text and on WhatsApp. That's good. But I, I, all I can see is a list of people he's communicated with on Snapchat, and I can't even guarantee that's the full list because he might have deleted people from that list. Yep. There's a massive yep. amount of trust involved in this whole world of social media, and unfortunately that's the life we unfortunately live as digital parents now trust. Mm, Now, rules and boundaries are one thing. Um, uh, Monitoring and understanding is another. All all I can, and I think the most important thing I need to say to you is there is no solution. There's no, you know, silver bullet. There's no easy way out of this. There's no app you can install. There's no thing you can do. There's a bunch of cool things you can put on your network, like a trend micro home network security box, which allows you to um, uh, block certain website traffic, which is, I think, important. There's some things I I don't want my son seeing on the internet just yet and we can work on that and we can talk about that when he needs to or wants to and I get that. I'm, I'm, I was there once. Um, yep. But it's also more about setting time limits and things are the big one for me is, is the big one on, on, the, on the phones. I, I like to ensure that there's, there's a time limit on the phone and, and what we did actually recently when my son got an iPhone was I said, there's no time limit on this, but what we're going to do is we're going to look every week at what you've been using and what's been taking up your time. And if we see a problem, if we see a thing going out of out of control in terms of the amount of time you're spending on it, we'll, we'll impose time limits. So it's this kind right. of evolving, continuous conversation. Um, the threat of losing, you know, Snapchat, for example, is, is frankly, it's the best thing we've got going because my son and I have a, what we call a streak. And this is the other thing I can say to you, Jody, is get involved. I use Snapchat. Yep. My wife uses Snapchat. My wife has no idea how to use Snapchat. Neither do I. But every day, (laughs) every day, my son sends me a snap. You know what it is? It's a photo of the roof or it's a photo of his eye. It's not a photo of him or a fun – it's just a boring – it'll be a photo of the wall and it's got an S in it. That's his way of saying snap. And every day that you snap together, you snap him, he snaps you, as long as there's a reciprocal snap, you get this thing called a streak after three days. And then it counts up. And I'll I'll just look at my phone right now, actually, while you're here. Let's look at it. Uh, Unlock. And where's Snapchat? Scroll across. Uh, View the chats. I've gone 115 days. We've been snapping back and forward, back and forward, back and forward. I know Mm -hmm. that his snap record, his snap streak with one of his mates is in four. Is it to 400? All right. Yes. The threat of him losing his phone again is pretty intense because what we say to him is, there's two levels of, of concern here. If you do something wrong, we'll take your phone off you and we'll keep snapping Harry for you, right? So your streak will stay alive. But if you yep. do, if you go the next level, if the, if, the, if the thing you did is that bad, you're going to lose your phone for a day or a week and that will end your streak. And it's this really 
it's this really kind of empowering threat because he it's so important to him, this streak, and he knows that we're across it. Now, it doesn't mean I know what he's saying and doing on there, but it means that we can have these conversations regularly. If I see my son sitting there um, with facing us but with his phone away from us, so his phone's like we see the back of his phone, and I say, what's on your phone? And he doesn't immediately show me, then my threat radar is up. So okay, yeah. all I can say to you is there's no silver bullet. There's no app I want you to install. The only thing you can do is start to have a conversation about what you're expecting. And again, Jody, this is tough because you've already in the digital world with with this child. But yeah, yeah. And, and I'm not pretending to be a genius here. We've had our challenges. Don't please don't believe I haven't had my challenges. But we yep. also what we did was we we signed a digital contract. Now, if you okay. Google digital contract, you'll find some. And I I found a generic one, and we added some things in there, and yep. we sat it, we printed it out. And when we gave him his, his first smartphone for his own full use, he had to sign this contract. And it's funny because we've had instances in the last few weeks where he's he's not uh, not done something wrong, but he's essentially kind of skirted uh, the truth with us because he's worried that he's breaching the digital contract. And part of the digital contract was essentially not talking to people you, you haven't met in real life, which is yeah. which is all about making sure we're not getting pedophiles, right? Mm-hmm. But what what had happened is he was talking to a friend of a friend. And because he'd never met that friend in real life, he thought he was in breach of digital contract. And so he was he thought he was doing the wrong thing. And theoretically he was. But we sat down and we said, okay, so let's be clear. Let's let's just narrow this down a little bit and expand it by saying this is about people who could come and harm you. This is not about your mates' mates, but we still need to know who they are. Yes. Jody, it's really all about those conversations and and having a bit of an understanding and being able to know that you can pick up that phone regularly and see what's on it and, you know, them knowing that you're going to take it away when they do the wrong thing. It's all about setting rules, Jody, and there's no app that's going to help you. And that's okay. a terrible thing to say to someone who wants an app, but it's also the most important thing because then you don't think there's something that's going to solve all your problems because it ain't. Yeah, yep, okay. So, you know, a lot of this spying software, they claim that you can see exactly what their messaging is not you know, because they're paying, they're charging exorbitant subscription yeah. fees for these. So, and you you're saying what, you not. can see what they're messaging if they use the SMS app, but yeah. they're not. And I tell you, this yeah. spyware, they they won't be able to see what they're saying on WhatsApp either. WhatsApp is encrypted as well; it doesn't delete. Yeah, right. It can, okay. but it won't. Um, yep. So the thing is, you install spyware. Are you going to tell your child about that? Are they going to know that it's on there? Um, yep. And if they do, um. That's great, but they're going to find a way around it. If they yeah, don't, yeah. when they find out, there's this huge trust issue that's just been thrown out the window. It's like yeah. it's like location tracking. We as Life360 as a family, any yeah. of us, including my son's grandparents, can open up an app and see where I am, where his mum is, where he is, where they are. It's like a yeah. family thing. And it's not because we want to know, are we up to no good? It's mainly so that my wife doesn't bug me and say, you coming home from work yet? I'm still here. Just open the app. You can see I'm still here. Don't ask me. Um, yep. And, and so I did it last night. I'm sitting there at six o'clock. I, I had the I had the pasta boiling, and I thought, should I turn on the oven for my wife's dinner? And I looked at the app. She was not have work yet. Work yet? She's thirty minutes away. So no. Yeah. It's that's all we use it for, and okay. and and we yep. also use it as a as a cross check. You said you were going to this shopping centre, but mate, the app says you're here. What's going on? Oh, we're on the yep. train. The train goes through there. Okay. Cool. Cool. Good answer. So. Yep. Unfortunately, it's about finding the apps and the things that work for you as a parent to understand what your kids are doing, 
but it's never going to tell you everything they're saying and doing with their friends. Just like, you know yeah. what, the, the only, there's no way of knowing what they said on the phone either. You know, yeah. you're, you're not yeah. tracking phone calls. And our parents didn't know unless, do you remember in our day, assuming you're somewhere near my age, that someone yeah. else could pick up the phone and you know in the other room and they could if you picked it up gently enough you didn't hear them pick it up and you could listen in. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. It's about as yes. good as it got, really. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Okay. All right, Joe. Right. Good luck. All right, thank you. Thank you very easy. much. All right, no worries. Um, <laughs> if if you got a question like Jody, um, please feel free to ask me. It's not an easy space uh, to be in, and uh, and I don't envy anyone, but we got to learn through this together. So hopefully. We all find solutions. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Taking your calls, any tech question you've got, go to the website EFTM.com. G'day, Gary. Good afternoon. How are you? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Okay, what I'm looking at doing is connecting an Apple TV through a Yamaha amplifier. Mm. My TV only has an HDMI input. Uh and the amplifier has quite a few. Right. Well, so and have you got the Apple TV yet, or are you just kind of thinking about buying one? It's not, no, I have got it now. I just bought it. Yep. I, I think the only thing I would say is I haven't personally tested the Yamaha amplifier, but the biggest issue will be 4K um, because some older amplifiers and some older HDMI soundbars, for example, um, don't do what we call 4K pass-through because if you're – so I've got a Samsung soundbar at home. The Apple TV goes into it because we ran out of um, HDMI ports on the TV. And and from there, if I choose the soundbar as the TV source and then I use the soundbar remote to choose the, the HDMI input, boom, the Apple TV works and it comes through in 4K. The, basically, it's just a matter of whether or not it'll come through in 4K, whether or not it'll have HDR, um, and if it doesn't, then – then it is uh, an output of the, the the input of the receiver that's not capable of receiving that style or that type of HDMI. So there is a bit of trial and error involved. But the other thing you can do, mate, if it doesn't work, um, I mean, it's kind of weird to add something else to your system given you've got a great amp. But just check there's not a software update for the amp. But also, I just go to, in my office at home, I've got a JCAR Electronics little switcher, just three buttons on it, and you just press the button you want for the, for the input, and it turns one input into my projector, into three. Oh, yeah, a splitter, is it? Yeah, just a little splitter. You can get them at JCAR Electronics, real cheap. Great. Okay. All right, buddy, Thanks that's all you help. need, I'll mate. My pleasure, Anytime. Okay. No worries, you have a great day. Cheers. Cheers. And if you've got a question like Gary, go to the website, eftm.com. Happy to help with any tech questions you've got. Go to the website, eftm.com. G'day, Kim. G'day, mate. How are you? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? I'm just thinking up regarding I've got a Telstra modem, which I got when I got uh, the Telstra line for NDPM, and I've had it for about four or five years, six years now, and it doesn't seem to be working that well. I'm just wondering what I can get that's better than that and would work and also work as a router as well. So what makes you say it's not working well? Are you getting lower speeds? Are you getting less Wi-Fi range? What's the what's the true issue with the connectivity? Basically, I'm getting less like it sort of uh, runs out of uh, streaming every time when I'm streaming sometimes. Mm. And also the wireless doesn't seem to be working that well. Right. So now the first thing is, it may well be that the, the modem itself is perfectly fine, but the Wi-Fi is not great. 
uh, because of the number of devices you're adding or you've got over the years and the newer devices and all those kind of things that, that we all have that change, right? Um, yep. I think the because I'm always loath to say to people you need a you, you need a new modem because most of the time modems don't improve over the years. Um, the the style of connection you've got has not changed, therefore it's actually unlikely that the modem is degraded. It's more likely that it's the the signal, the Wi-Fi, that kind of thing. Um, so oh, yeah. I, I'd love you to try and test the pure internet speed. Have you got a computer or a laptop that um, that you can physically plug into the modem? Um, yeah, I've got a laptop I could plug into the modem, yep. Yeah, so get the Ethernet cord. Uh, if possible, don't have anything else connected, so try and turn off as many um, Wi-Fi um, devices as you have. Um, yep. So plug the laptop into the modem with an Ethernet cable and go to speedtest.net. Now, yep. do I want you to do like a few tests and do them preferably in the middle of the day or really, really late at night so you're not biased by you know peak hour and stuff like that. But get, yep. get a real sense of what internet speed you have coming into your home because the speed coming into your home is the critical thing that a modem could or could not influence. Now, if you're getting right. – do you know what NBN plan you're on with Telstra, what speed it is meant to be? Uh, I think it's uh, up to 50. So if you're not getting between 42 and 52, then you, you've got a problem. That's that's, yep. that's the way I would I would put it to you basically. Um, if you're not getting that kind of broad speed, then you know you you should be. I mean, these days you should be getting pretty close to ninety to ninety five percent of the advertised speed, if you want yeah. to put it that way. Um, so yeah, that would that would be what I'd be looking at there, and that's the first thing you can do to diagnose the problem. Because if that speed is coming in at 40, 45, then the yep. modem's not the problem. The problem is your okay. is your router. The modem is the problem is the the routing part of that that device. And what you can yep, do is yep. you can you can disable the Wi-Fi on that modem that you've got now, and you can go to any big retailer and buy an, a mesh Wi-Fi system. That's what I recommend. Uh, my my personal recommendation is Netgear Orbi, but there's also yep. Google and D-Link. Basically, it's three two or three devices. One of them plugs into that modem and creates the first part of the network. The next one plugs in somewhere else in your house and connects to that other one. And the third one, if there is a third, will we'll do the same thing. And they create this dome of just one strong, solid Wi-Fi network all over your home. And it's it's, okay. it's phenomenal how good a, how good a um, change it can make. All right. Now, with, with, uh, with plugging, you mentioned plugging in. What do I plug them into? The, the, that, uh, in, those, so uh, in, the, in, in the back of the modem, there should be the line coming in from the wall and then yep. there should be probably four other Ethernet ports. Um, yep. Plug it into one of those, and you'll yeah. be, you'll be on online. Yeah, I mean that, that's for that one. But then when the other the other two in the other rooms, that, what what happens there? Oh, so so this is uh, you mean you mean the the other uh, modems, the the routers yeah, the, you buy. So they just the plug router, into power. Yeah. They just plug into power. Oh, they just plug into power. Okay, yeah. that's, that makes it easy. That's the that's the best part of the whole thing is that. Um, that you just get power and and as long as you put them in the right spot and that's all about trial and error when you yeah. set it up the app should help you with that process um, yep. learning exactly where um, where everything is yeah because at the moment unfortunately I'm not home so I can't go and check but I have got a router hooked up to that a reasonably priced I think it's a D link I'm not sure hooked up to that because on the uh, original Telstra modem I think I only had one one outside point for um, uh, Ethernet cable and 
that was basically it. Yeah, right. Okay. Well, that's and that's why you've got the D-Link, and the D-Link might be doing a good job of Wi-Fi, but it's probably not providing the speed and range that you might expect for your newer devices. And uh, yeah. But I just don't want you to spend money on a new router if no. it's actually the, the modem. Um, yep. But likewise, I don't want you to spend money on a new modem if it's actually the router. So let's find out what the problem is by plugging okay, in Okay, well, I'll, I'll, I'll play around with that, and uh, any more queries, I'll get back to you, mate. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Have a great day. Okay. Thank, thanks for your time. Thanks, Bye-bye. Mate. No worries at all. Got a question about anything internet-related? Happy to do my best to help. EFTM. This is the EFTM Podcast. EFTM Podcast. Well, it feels like years years we've been talking about 5G, mainly because of you know the exposure I get to these things going to Mobile World Congress and the like back when we used to travel. Um, when you go to Barcelona, and, and I think probably five years ago, there was hype about 5G because the mobile telcos need to get ready. They need to do deals. They need to build networks. There's a lot that goes on. And that hype became even more real in Australia when, I guess, Telstra led the way marketing 5G as a, as a prospect I personally thought well before it was a, was a genuine thing for consumers, but uh, Samsung came out with 5G phones. And finally, last year, Apple came out with a 5G phone and it kind of did make it a bit more real. I switched to 5G at that point and I've been blown away by how readily accessible 5G already is in just in, in my area, let alone my city. And so I thought we would have a conversation about broadly 5G, its benefits and its detractors and all the different things going on with 5G. And to do that, I'm joined by Chris Althouse, who's the CEO of the Australian Mobile Telecommunications Association, AMTA. Chris, g'day, mate. Trevor, how are you doing? Mate, I'm very well. Long time no speak, but um, gee whiz, it's it's an amazing era we're living in with 5G because I think the step from 3G to 4G was just seen as being about speed, whereas 5G, I think you would argue, offers a lot more than just speed, does it not? It's a completely new ball game, uh, Trevor. You're quite right. Uh, it's a game changer, really, and it's it's come at a time um, when uh, here in Australia and the whole world is looking for technology assistance to overcome a huge number of things, uh, not the least of which a global pandemic. So, mm. you know, five G is a game changer. It is about more speed. It is about more capacity. It's about the ability to collect to connect billions of things um, and all of that coming together at a time when consumer interest is in, in data use is, is at an all-time high, but also industry interest in using data is at an all-time high. So, you know, it, it really will be a game-changing technology. Uh, is it safe to say we're still very much at the at the early stages of 5G, despite the fact that Telstra have set, I think, a 75% target for the middle of the year, uh, Optus's rollout is is aggressive. It's still very early days, though, isn't it? Look, it is. Um, and in your intro, you noted how you know the the marketing discussion perhaps got ahead of the reality. But uh, we we have in Australia been on the five G path for um, since twenty nineteen. So we're well advanced. We've got networks being rolled out by all of the major carriers. Um, the device ecosystem is is developing very strongly, and we've got uh, more and more devices available. So, it really is gathering momentum uh, in Australia, and you know we're uh, we're at the cutting edge. We're one of the leading global nations when it comes to mobile, and five uh, G is no different. I was going to ask that because I remember 
uh, and I'm talking 10 years ago, going to, to the States and, and having them thinking their 4G was great and I was doing speed tests thinking it's horrible and you're back here and, and Vodafone, Optus, Telstra, all offering amazing speeds. We do have a very strong mobile network infrastructure here in Australia, don't we? It's, it is world leading in, in terms of what we as consumers get access to. Absolutely, and 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 that's not us blowing our own uh, trumpets. Uh, you know, the GSMA, the global global group, does a survey every year of 165 odd nations. Um, it's their mobile connectivity index, and they assess infrastructure availability, service uh, content, uh, consumer awareness, uh, a whole b- bunch of parameters. Well, reality is, Australia is placed number one in the world for the last six surveys of this connectivity index. So we're right up there with uh, the likes of China and South Korea and Japan and so on. Uh, But on that index, uh, we we lead the world. Let's talk benefits for everyday Australians before we talk kind of industry, which I think has an even bigger impact with 5G. And you talked about two things. You talked about capacity and numbers of devices. Um, I think capacity is probably where the average Aussie gets benefit because my biggest, I guess, gripe or explanation of why mobile isn't the backbone of, of connectivity, people talked about, you know, the NBN and, and using mobile as an alternative, is a football grand final. You go to a big stadium like the MCG or Stadium Australia, and despite the fact that there's excellent mobile coverage there, the number of people connecting does create a bottleneck for the network. Whereas, as I understand it, uh, and Chris, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, 5G has a greater capacity for individual uh, connections and therefore, and because of the speed, you're able to get more people on and off the network faster. Absolutely right. And, and uh, you know, your classic major football event uh, these days, um, chances are 90 plus percent of the crowd will have a smartphone. Um, during, the, during the event, they'll be texting, they'll be talking to, to friends, but when it comes to bandwidth, they'll all but also be sending photos and videos mm. um, and, and getting that content onto social media sites real time. This is what's happening right now. So all of that connectivity and that real time connectivity, it really did cause networks uh, some, some heartache. Um, 5G, not so. The capacity is enormous. Um, and that's going to be a feature of how we enjoy our, our mobile experience, um, regardless of whether it's an event or whether it's just other things that we do in our lives. The speed and the and the ability to have a seamless uh, connectivity uh, with great capacity is one of the big features of 5G. And then the other one you mentioned in, in your first response when you talked capacity was number of connected things. Uh, and I think you even said billions. But the bottom line here is we really measure a mobile network's connectivity on the number of mobile devices, mobile phones, mobile broadband hotspots. But in reality now, cars are equipped with SIM cards. And that's just the start, isn't it? It's going to be infrastructure. It's going to be um, everything from cows to tractors will be connected potentially via 5G. That's right. And it's a, it's what we describe as a networked society. Um, we, uh, we, we are already seeing the impact of the Internet of Things. Um, now, that Internet of Things for you and I might be our phone, it might be our car, it might be our, uh, a range of gadgets in the house. Uh, all of those things are connected, and, and we we want that connectivity. We mm. want that ability for all of these 
uh, devices to, to be functional at the same time. Um, it's efficient. Um, it adds to the experience, uh, whatever it may be. Um, so literally billions of things in, the, in, in our personal space, the way we transact with our bank, the way we get doctor's appointments through uh, over and done with. Uh, yeah. And I guess COVID, COVID threw these examples up more and more because mm-hmm. we did more and more online. So the volume of data is incredible. And this is where we need the capacity and the performance of the network and 5G will take us into that uh, network society where everything that can be connected will be connected. And I've noticed, uh, and I I won't lie, I haven't read in detail, but I've noticed press releases from the government talking about uh, incentives and grants around innovation in 5G. I mean, are we talking economic impact from uh, a new network like this? Because it seems a bit strange as an average punter to think that there would be an economic benefit to the country by having 5G mobile networks? Well, the, the, the key thing about mobile generally, and, let's, and it applies to 5G uh, even more so uh, in many respects, is it's an enabling technology. It's a technology that helps us do uh, a bunch of stuff more efficiently, whether you're a carpenter on the job or a, or a doctor or, a, or someone trying to keep track of, of, of transport and logistics or someone running a farm. It, it, we, we, we're getting more and more data-centric and the ability to manage data, communicate and use data efficiently and, and at speed is all part of, of uh, a productivity agenda that uh, sees mobile add significantly to the productivity uh, of the economy. Now, AMP has done some research over time, uh, and this, this, in the 5G sense, uh, we're, we're talking billions of dollars uh, of added productivity into the economy. Now, in this COVID response era, Governments are having are having to look for productivity gains under uh, in, in all circumstances. So, five G is critical, and there's just been a new bit of work by PricewaterhouseCoopers that's looked globally. They've looked at a number of sectors, but by 2030, you're talking in Australia, you're talking about estimates of of 20 billion dollars uh, GDP uplift. So that's a huge productivity agenda, um, and it's something government is aware of, um, and, and they want it. They need it, um, and it's going to be really, really important because it, not only does it cover consumers, but it goes into industry, and we start talking about this fourth industrial revolution, uh, which is uh, all about productivity uh, in manufacturing, in health, in transport, in agriculture, etc. Now, the elephant in the room is uh, health and safety, and the um, I don't want to get too negative about them, but the, but the people on the interwebs who like to... Uh, uh, pretend and, and, and talk about how health might be affected by 5G. So I've done a lot of work on this. I've written stories about this. I've spoken about this. But from uh, the, the Industry Groups Association, AMTA, um, and you would work hand-in-hand with the government and the like, what, where, where do we – how do you answer people at a dinner party who say that, you know, um, uh, 5G is not safe? Well, first thing I say is, look, the industry isn't the expert. Um, we take advice from the experts, and the experts reside in the medical field, in the, in the area that sets standards and limits for the use of technology. The second thing I say is that those standards are global, yeah. um, and they are incredibly conservative. 
but they're supported by a body of science, and that body of science is decades and decades old, and nowhere has it found uh, a health impact from using mobile. And that includes 5G, and people say, well, hang on, 5G is only new. How can the research say that 5G is safe? Well, the reality is 5G is just another use of radio waves. It's no different to 4G uh, and 3G and 2G. It's no different to AM and FM radio or television. Yeah. It's, it's just a, a technology that's using radio waves. Um, and the limits and the standards and the global science protects people um, from any particular concern around use of radio waves. Now, the research says it's safe. The standards are really are, are incredibly conservative, and uh, there's there's uh, absolute assurance that this is a technology which has been with us for decades now. Hmm. Um, that uh, is is very safe to use and will continue to be safe. I've seen the test myself. It's safe, and that's all we all need to worry about. Because the the excitement around five G, whether it's you getting faster movie downloads or being able to send a photo out when you're at the footy or the innovation that might happen in farming industry and, and the, uh, as you say, fourth industrial revolution is exciting. And I think it's great that we can be world leaders on this, Chris, and I think we should be very proud of that, mate. Yeah, you know, we're a small country, um, but we're, in, uh, we're te- technology leaders. We, we, we take the technology and we, we apply it well in this country. Um, mm. And, you know, we've got good regulatory settings. We've got uh, a, a vibrant competitive industry. And that all leads to a really strong outcome for, for the customer. Um, and in the 5G world, increasingly for industries and, and ultimately the nation. Uh, as we recover from COVID and as we work together to, to get this economy moving again, technology is going to be central. And it'll be central for COVID. It'll be central to climate change, to water management. Any, any area you look to, the challenges we have in the future are, are going to be heavily technology laden when we come to designing solutions. Good on you, mate. Thanks for breaking it down for us, and uh, let's uh, let's keep talking about five G until um, they start m- making us talk about six G. <laughs> <laughs> Good on you, Trevor. Thanks. Cheers, Chris. This is the EFTM podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading wherever you are. Uh, jump on the website eftm.com if you want to read what's going on and you want to get in touch. Just click Ask Trev. G'day, Alex. G'day, Trevor. How are you, mate? Real good, mate. What can I do for you? Okay, Trevor. I've had. Uh Years and years of problems with my internet. Uh, originally, I was on ADSL, but yep. because I was 4.9 k's away from the exchange, m- my speeds were always at 1.2, 1.8. Awful. Uh, M- Mbps, yeah. Mm. So a couple of months ago, I signed, uh, I've always been with Optus. I signed up with Optus. They told me guaranteed to get 45 Mbps with the NBN. They told you that? Yeah, they said, you know, if they can't get it, we'll we'll send somebody out to actually increase your speed to get to get you that speed. Right. Okay. So for the last two months, I've been on and off the phone with them, and what's happened is I'm averaging probably because I I got fetch TV as well, so I can watch movies. Yeah. So I'm I'm averaging during the day anywhere between two to three, sometimes four Mbps. That's through NBN. On my mobile phone, um, just Wi-Fi without using my internet service at home, I'm hitting over 100 Mbps yeah, of course, with yeah. Optus. Yep. But with NBN, and I'm thinking, why am I paying all these bills? I had a, a cable guy come in. He installed new telephone cables for me. 
Now, mind you, where I live, they're all acre blocks. Uh-huh. And where the pit is, where all the uh, t- um, telecommunication pit is, it's actually down at the bottom of the court. And it, every time it rains and it floods, I get nothing at all, like nothing. And even through NBN, in the middle of the night, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be averaging three Mbps. Now, where are you, just firstly, where are you doing these speed tests? I'm doing them through Ookla. The Optus oh. told me to go through yep, Ookla totally. and test it through Ookla. And what, what device are you using? Uh, I've got a, I've got a Samsung yep. I, uh, S21. I just bought it. The other one was a Samsung S7, and that had great speeds as well. The first thing I want you to do is find a computer that you can plug into your NBN modem, something that can physically be hardwired, because there's a couple of issues, right? And this is the problem that both Optus and the NBN have, and there's no point telling you to change telcos until you find out the infrastructure is actually up to scratch. So there's there's so many points of potential failure, and we'll start inside your house. The Wi-Fi could be rubbish. Um, so on your mobile phone doing a speed test, it could be the Wi-Fi that's slow, right? It's unlikely, but it could be. Now, the next point is um, the modem to the pit, essentially. So plugging in a computer to the modem um, – and then doing a speed test on a, on a physical computer plugged in will give you a very true representation of what the speed at the modem is in your house. If that I've speed, done that. So if that speed is well below the 40, 45, then the problem yep. is outside and it's the infrastructure. Now, distance is a problem for fibre to the node. I'm assuming that's your style of technology with MBN, yeah? Yeah, fibre to the node to me is 780 metres. That's a long way, mate. I mean... Yeah. I'll tell you right now, you're not getting 45 on, on 700 metres. That, that, no, even the, yeah, even the NBN guy that came in, he goes, oh, look, maximum speed you'll get is 25. It's I, like, well, I was going to say that. I, was, I yeah. would suggest that, that 25 would be the, the, the number you would be aimed at. Um, Optus certainly shouldn't have told you you'd be getting more than that because they actually, they're, oh, I can't get access to it anymore, but there used to be a database that would show you um, the, the telco. They could type an address and it would give a, an estimate of the speed based on it being a new connection. And if there's already been a connection there, it would tell you exactly what the speed potential was. So they should know. Um, just from their own data set, they should know exactly what the speed potential is. Now, obviously, there's an acre of bloody copper. There's a pit. There's the distance to the node. So is it $750 just to the gate and then 750 metres to the gate? And then is it how many metres from the gate to the house? Uh, from the gate to the house is about 120 to 130 metres. So I live on an acre. Yeah, mate, you're yeah. 900 metres from the node. Yeah. So th- I think the problem is that it's that extra couple of hundred metres that's killing you, I would argue. Now, whereabouts yeah. do you live? Are you in a metro area? Uh, Listerfield South, which is uh, basically uh, back onto Listerfield National Park, which is close to Endeavour Hills, close to... Churchill Park, uh, if you know that area, it's uh, Heatherton Road. It's not. It's not awfully regional, is it? It's it's literally the edge of the of the metro area down in Dandenong, right? Yeah, correct. So uh, look, from the city, I'm I'm about forty k's away from the city. Yeah, sure, know. sure. But you know, the that's not that doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to get certain things. Um, I'm gonna. I'm wondering, and has Optus spoken to you about five G? Uh, Optus, uh, look, I've I've gone onto Optus to start to see their five G. They have it in Endeavour Hills, which is like five k's Close, away, but not quite, eh? <laughs> Correct. But I've gone onto also Telstra site, and it's saying that it's uh, f- there's five G in this area. There's only a couple of dead spots, and I think that is the area where the, you know the main power 
Lions Run, which is probably about two a k away, maybe two k's away from me. Right. You know the main, you know those huge towers with the power lines. Yeah, you're definitely. I've just looked at the Optus site. You're definitely not in Optus's current five G um, tower locations. Um, but you know that that will change over time. But yeah, but, also, but it says mate, I'm in the Telstra one. So I don't know. It looks like I'm in the Telstra one. But even if That's you are, shows. how much are you willing to pay for your internet? I mean, mobile well, mate, broadband, I, certainly with Telstra, they don't really have a home solution like Optus do. Um, mobile broadband is expensive, you know, and you pay per gigabyte essentially. So it could become quite expensive. But, um, yeah. you know, it depends what you're willing to do, I guess. Um, so I think the biggest issue we've really got here is, um, you know, is, is broadly, you know, can can you get – you're right, you are in Telstra's 5G map, but I, I wouldn't assume you're going to get amazing speeds, but it's worth a try, geez. Um, but that's going to be an interim solution. I just think that it's going to take some time for this whole MBN thing to work out for you. It does feel like there there does need to be some sort of look done at your, uh, your property to see whether or not there's something that they can do. But my concern is that what MBN is doing is bringing, you know, their minimum required service, 25 meg, to your gate. And that 25 meg is degraded heavily by that extra 150, 200 metres of copper that's coming up yeah. the driveway. Um, so that's going to be the concern. I, I kind of already know that's what's going to happen. That's what they're going to say. And we're essentially – what will happen is MBN might then move you to a fixed wireless solution uh, or they might tell you to move to satellite. Now, I'll tell you right now, satellite would be faster than what you're getting, much faster than what you're getting now uh, if you're getting 1 and 2 and 3 meg. Um, but – it's a very different price structure again. So I guess all I can do, Alex, is say you live on beautiful acreage and you need to take that for everything that it's worth. Um, <laughs> and, and what I'll get you to do is I will reply to your email um, today and I will forward that. If you can reply to my email with your exact address, your Optus account number, things like that, I will send it to our mate Patrick at Optus, who's a top bloke. And oh, I mean, if he could pull something off here, I'd, I'll be blown away. He's a genius, but I don't know how much he can do with a 750-metre node connection to a 120-metre driveway, but anyway. And I'll also yeah. send it to the MBN to see whether there's anything that's planned, scoped, or can be done about your particular situation, mate. Now, my Wi-Fi, because I sort of get into the Wi-Fi mesh, will that actually help? No, If no, I just go mate, straight on? No, no do not like, spend a cent. If you, if you plug into your modem and you're getting 3 yeah. and 4 meg, Mesh Wi-Fi is going to give you that exact three or four meg everywhere in the home. Great, awesome, but it's not going to make it any better. So why is my mobile phone hitting over a hundred? Because you've got, you're, it's on the mobile network. Okay, so mobile, is it worth? Yeah, if, I don't know. If, is it worth going to the mobile network? If you're willing to pay what it costs, so you can go. Um, Telstra have. Uh, let me look it up for you now. The the Nighthawk. M, you may as well get the M5, which is 5G capable, but it'll do 4G and then it's future-proof. Um, but the Nighthawk M5, unbelievably cool little modem. Um, they're currently selling it's out of stock, apparently. Good luck to them. Uh, they're currently selling it at $33 a month over uh, two years, so you're paying not 800 bucks for the device. And then you're spending $50 a month for 60 gigabytes of data. Right. $75 a month for 200 gigabytes of data. Now, 200 sounds like a lot, but my family uses 1,000 gigabytes a month, but we don't have the restrictions you have. So maybe you can, you can limit yourself. Maybe you can 
slow maybe you could use the 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 Telstra modem just for your Netflix streaming or just for your home computers and you use your NBN connection for all the stuff that doesn't need speed right look uh, Trevor I mean for me uh, the only reason why I went with Optus is to get Optus fetch because I love my English football league yeah. so I wanted to watch that and uh, like I said, there's times in the mornings when the games are on and I get up to watch. Your internet provider is not going to matter here in terms of your yeah. NBN connection. So here's the thing. You can keep your NBN connection and you can get a Telstra broadband connection and have them working side by side. Or right. or you could switch your mobile to Optus, right? Is it with Optus or Telstra? My mobile is with Optus. Everything's with right. Optus. So, mate, you can, you can just keep your mobile with Optus and do whatever you need to do. I think you might need to pay a couple of bucks to get Optus Sport, and you can buy a fetch box from Harvey Norman. I'm not with Optus, yeah. and I've got the Optus Sport on my fetch box. So right. you don't have to be an Optus fetch customer. You can get a fetch from Harvey Norman, and you can be an Optus customer um, on your mobile and other things and get access to Optus Sport. So I think you need to find out what your bare minimum requirement to be an Optus customer and get Optus Sport is. Um, but right now... You need to decide whether you're going to pay for mobile broadband um, because that's going to be expensive, but it'll be give you much better internet at home. Yeah, yeah. All right, champ, a little bit to investigate. <laughs> I look for years, mate. I've always, we've always the whole area has always had issues here. And what's what I found was even with my neighbours, others are using Aussie broadband. Mm. And now, granted, some of them are a little bit closer to their. The, the node, the pit, the uh, yeah. So I mean, only hundred meters or so, not even. But they're averaging like 50, 60 Mbps. Yeah. So I don't understand why I'm so terrible. You know what I mean? They're not with Optus. Others are with Telstra. Others are with Vodafone, and others are with uh, Aussie Broadband. All right. Well, and you look, I'm a massive fan of Aussie Broadband. I would love to say to you, mate, switch to Aussie Broadband. Do it now. Do it right now, and let's see what happens. But I'm actually skeptical as to whether it'll make a rat's a difference. Okay, because it could be. How long ago did that copper line get put in from the gate to the house? Oh, years ago. How many? Like a decade? 20, 30? Yeah, yeah, at least, at least. So that could be the problem. Yeah. It, it might not be MBN's problem. They might have, they might be providing 40, 50 meg to the gate, but your crappy um, phone line coming into the into the property is actually what's letting you down. You might need to dig that up and put a better one in. Oh, mate, that'll cost thousands. <laughs> this is your problem. <laughs> yeah, no, that, that'll cost that'll cost me anything up to ten grand just to get excavators out here and relay new new um new wiring down. That, that'll but cost. Someone a needs to determine yeah. whether it is that though. So I think that's what needs to find. We need to, we need the NBN and Optus to find out whether the the line quality to the gate is good or bad, and then yeah. you can determine where the hole is. Is it in the house? Is it at the gate? Or is it in between? Well, this is the problem I've had with Coptus. I said, well, why don't you send a, a proper technician out here to assess it rather than you guys trying to do it, you know, from wherever they are, Malaysia, wherever they are, their mm. technical support team. Like, you know, it's one thing being over the, you know, behind a desk trying to see what the issue is. It's another thing bringing out a technician just to have a look. I'll if it get, can't be done, at least tell me. Exactly. I'll get Patrick to talk to you. He will give you an honest answer and hopefully a solution. If not, we'll we'll have to think of alternatives for you, buddy. That's uh, – I, I really appreciate your time. Thank you so much, No worries, Kyle. mate. I will send you an email. Yeah. If you reply with all your details, we'll go from there. Most certainly. Thank you so much. Have a great day. Cheers, buddy. And uh, tough one and uh, not an easy one to solve. Um, there's going to be a lot of work to require there to 
find out what the solution is, let alone what can be done about it. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM podcast. EFTM. Thank you for listening. Happy to help wherever I can. Uh, just go to the website, EFTM.com. G'day, Michael. G'day, Trev. How are you, mate? Yeah, real good. What can I do for you? Just um, after an opinion on a Wi-Fi extender yep. for about a 12-square house. I'm such a young idiot that I don't know what 12 squares means. I mean, is that a big uh, house or a small house? <laughs> no, it's not a big house. Three bedrooms, a kitchen, and a dining room. Traditional kind of uh, Aussie, you know, yep. home. Yep. yep. So what That's have you it. got? Where's the modem in the house? So it's in the kitchen, mm. um, and it's a Telstra Smart Gen 2. Yep. Um, and what's, uh, the pro- what's the problem you need to solve? You know, where, are you, where are you not getting internet? Well, sort of in the in the main bedroom, it seems to be a little bit um, sort of sketchy, and um, also the, in uh, my daughter's bedrooms as well, it doesn't seem to be, um, you know, extending that far. Right, and the bedrooms in the kind of same area of the house, so they're kind of they're both yeah 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 yeah. yeah 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 they're not far, mate. They're you know twenty meters away. And, what, that. and what have you tried? I've uh, just tried resetting it and swearing at it. And, um, yeah. <laughs> I, I find swearing at it improves Wi-Fi greatly. Uh, well, mate, as it in my case. Depends Depends what the words are, you know, and how many no, kids, I can't, how many kids I are can't, there. I can't repeat the words, yeah. so, Thank yeah. you, thank you. Um, so there's a couple of options. Um, the, you, you know, most people in these scenarios – no, they know what the problem is. The problem is the Wi-Fi. It's not the internet, it's the Wi-Fi. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. you can go to JB Hi-Fi Harbin and you can buy a new Wi-Fi system, plug it into that existing modem and boom, problem solved. Netgear, uh, Google, D-Link, Linksys, they all make excellent systems. But here's yeah. the thing, Michael, I've got to tell you, um, I feel like as I look around my office now, it's a bloody mess, but it wasn't that long ago that I did a bit of a cleanup and I swear somewhere downstairs I've got a Telstra smart modem, probably like the one you've got, and yep. their little mesh Wi-Fi extender, which is a thing that extends the network, not a, not a Wi-Fi ex, a range extender because they're rubbish, a mesh yep. extender which creates an extension of your network, the same network, so it's only one network thing. So I'm, I'm going to go and find it, and if I've yep. got it, I'm going to email you, get your address, and I'll send it to you. If I don't have it, I'll email you and say, sorry, mate, I'm full of it. Um, and give you a couple of recommendations to, to go and buy. But if I've got one downstairs, because, see, I can't review it. So you might need, Michael, the only deal here is that if, if I give it to you, you need to yep. get back in touch with me after a couple of weeks and tell me how good it is or bad it is um, because I can't review it. I'm, I'm not with I'd, Telstra. Um, I would gladly do that. So we can do a deal here, mate. You can review it I for me. gladly do that. All right, I'll duck downstairs in a bit and I'll email you when I've checked and uh, you give me your address or I'll tell Thank you that you, I'm a useless bastard, all right? Thank you, mate. You're a champ. Thank My you pleasure, so much. Michael. Good luck. I'll be in touch. Cheers, mate. Bye-bye. Thank you. Um, I can't guarantee I'm going to give something away every time you call, but there, there is a lot of stuff downstairs. So now and then I try and get rid of it. And, and to be honest, that's one of those things about uh, the EFTM Man Cave on Facebook. Go to the EFTM uh, Facebook page and click on visit group or just search your Facebook groups for the EFTM Man Cave and there's a lovely community of people chatting about stuff but also every now and then I just go you know what there's crap here I'll get it rid of I'll just give it away that's where I give it away that's the place we give it away until a new solution for community interaction and giveaways is launched 
shall we say, um, that's where you'll get the giveaways. So you've got to join the Man Cave. If you haven't already, jump into Facebook and search for the EFTM Man Cave and we'll hook you up there. And there's uh, fun giveaways now and then. So um, don't miss out. All right, um, get in touch. Go to the website, EFTM.com. This is the EFTM Podcast. Thank you for listening. Uh, taking your calls, Trevor Long here on the EFTM Podcast. Jason's on the line. G'day, Jace. G'day, Trevor. How you going? Yeah, real good, mate. What can I do for you? Good, good. Hey, um, I just need a large, thin, wall-mounted TV for the rompus room. I've got uh, everything set up in the lounge room, but I just want something for the kids. And I yep. saw something on Kogan for about uh, $319, 42-inch. I'm just wondering, that seems extremely cheap as... Uh, Am I wasting my money buying something like that? It's for it's for the rumpus room. What what are the kids going to watch on it? They're just going to be streaming uh, cartoons through Netflix mostly. Mate, that's better than you need because you can. So here's here's the level of smarts that I put in TVs. There's a smart TV. You can get those at Aldi. Kogan has them as well. And what they have is they only have Netflix and YouTube most of the time. Some of them also have Amazon Prime. That's a smart TV. Then there's a Actually, Kogan started using this term, a smarter TV, which has Android, which allows you to install apps like KO and Stan and all the other ones. And then there's your LGs and Samsungs, which have their own operating systems, and they are – some people think they're better. But I actually think the smarter, the Android TVs are the way to go. The one you're looking at, if it's the one I'm looking at on the Kogan website, $319, Series 9, 42-inch, full HD. It's not 4K, it. right? That's why it's cheap. Um but you wouldn't notice a difference at 42 inches. 42 inches is a small TV these days, but it is an uh-huh. Android TV, so you can install Netflix, Prime, Disney, KO, Stan, everything on it. And with the one remote control, the kids can watch Netflix, YouTube, Amazon, everything. Mate, they'll love it. Okay. There's no reason. I wouldn't put it in my lounge room. Perfect for the rumpus yep. room. Yep. Hey, do you know if, it take, if I can install Apple TV on it? Uh, there is no Apple TV app for um, for Android yet. For Android, they've yep. said it's yep. coming. Um, but you know, you could buy. I mean, it's weird to buy an Apple TV that's about the same price, two hundred odd dollars, and and plug it into this. Yeah. One. Um, yeah. Uh, I believe Apple TV is coming to at least Chromecast with Android with Google TV. I don't know whether it'll come to the existing Android TV. So I wouldn't hold my hopes on this one. That's all. It could yeah, be. Yeah, they need, can live without it. You'll need to buy an Apple TV at some point for it, right? That's. Have you got an yeah, Apple TV yeah, anywhere yeah. in the house? Upstairs. Yeah. Which one's that? Um, I'm not sure. It's the latest one. Yeah. Okay. So I was just going to say maybe it's time in a year or so. You hand me down. You put the old one there and do all that kind of stuff. But yeah, mate, just yes. don't just don't hold out for Apple TV on the Android. But it, oh, my guess is it'll come. It'll have to turn up. Yep, yep. Okay. Exactly. Oh, that's cool. For 319 bucks, that's incredibly plus, cheap. Plus shipping. It's a good TV. Yep. You know, it's not a beautiful TV, but you take those um, feet off it, you get a, a cheap stand. Kogan will sell you one of them as well. A cheap, cheap Put it on the wall. Bingo. Yep. Done deal. Looks great. Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. All right, mate. Enjoy. Sounds good. Thanks for the call. Good on you, mate. Cheers. Anytime. Uh, and if you've got a question, whether it's about buying a TV or otherwise, just go to the website, eftm.com. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. It's lovely to have your company each and every time we do a show here at the EFTM Podcast. Uh, appreciate your support. Appreciate your emails. Without your emails, can't do the show. That's as simple as that. So uh, keep them coming. If you've got tech questions, if you've got friends with tech questions, tell them. Hey, just ask Trev. That's all you got to do. 
Um, appreciate your support and your reviews, your ratings, your emails, your feedback, and your company in the EFTM Man Cave on Facebook. Search it up, join us there, and uh, look forward to having chats about everything and, and giving cool stuff away. Thanks for listening, and we'll be back real soon on the EFTM Podcast. EFTM. You're listening to the EFTM Podcast. EFTM.